0: Hello and welcome to the Dive Deep Climb High podcast. I'm Mel Luizu and together with my guests we explore all different aspects of leadership in higher education. With inspiring stories, practical tips and a little bit of fishiness, this show will help you dive deep into the leader you are and climb high unleashing your power and potential. Dive deep Climb high, can-do leadership in a world of can't. Hello and welcome back if you're a regular listener to the show. A very warm welcome if you're joining us for the first time. This podcast has been created to help leaders in higher education. My aim is to create a community that can learn and grow together. To do this, I need your help. The more people that download, subscribe, rate, and review this show, the more the podcast algorithms will ensure it pops up across the globe. I love the community we are creating. And together with your help, we can encourage even more people to join us. Today, we're going to be diving deep into the world of student accommodation. This episode will be going out on the final day. Of the ASRA conference which is taking place in Belfast. ASRA is the Student Residential Accommodation Association and therefore I am absolutely delighted that my guest today is current chair and also that she's given up her time to come and chat with me. I just know how busy she is. She's also been on a couple of amazing holidays which I'm, I'm pretty gutted about. I'd like to have been on them. She's currently Deputy Head of Student Living at Brunel University, although before joining the university she spent much of her career working for a private property provider, Unite Students. So I'm really excited to be able to dive into this conversation and see what universities can learn from the private sector, and what the private sector can learn from universities. Knowing my guest as I do, this is going to be a really fun and high-energy conversation. So without further ado, please welcome Sarah Reynolds. Hi. Hello, Sarah. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? Yes, I'm very well. And although listeners won't be able to see this, you have a beautiful glow to you (laughs) because you have been jetting off around the world over the last few weeks. So I am really grateful that you've managed to squeeze in the time to come and chat to me before the conference.
1: No, it's, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So always love chatting to you
0: Fabulous. So I'm sure there's lots of people out there that know who you are, know about Azra, but if they don't know too much about you, can you share a little bit of your career journey to date?
1: Gosh, where do I start? So those that sort of do know me in the sector, I've been sort of like working in student accommodation now for probably the last eight, nine years, I'd like to say. But prior to that, I didn't actually work in the sector. Um, it's, it was completely new to me. So probably like a lot of stories, really. I actually started my career off in retail. Um, you know, one of those went on to sort of like college, sort of did courses, was working, really liked the money. And I was like, hey, I know I'm going to kind of do this. Full time. So I started off uh, my career, and some of you may or may not, well, hopefully some of you remember it, but I started my career off in the wonderful Woolworths. So <laughs> that's where I worked for, for many, many years. Well, a lot of you probably know how that ended, sadly. So no more pick and mix trips. And then still in retail, but I moved on to um, Carphone Warehouse. So quite sales orientated, very different to Woolworths, but still very, very customer focused. And I stayed there for seven years, sort of doing various roles. Uh, So my last role was a regional role for for London. And then I thought, you know what, I've had enough of retail and let's try something new. And then that's how I found myself in in student accommodation, really. And I remember when I was looking at the the role and thinking, actually, that sounds fabulous and working with young people, you know, all, all the great things that go with it. And then it's it's almost like, you know, the curtains been drawn because then after that, everywhere I looked, there was student accommodation buildings. But before I'd never seen them. You know, I was completely oblivious to it. Sort of like walking down the street and, you know, oh, look, who knew that that's where students live? And that's kind of where I started, really. And then so you worked for Unite for a number of years. Yeah. So I was at Unite. That's where I started my career, really, and um, absolutely loved it. And I think the things that we do and, you know, the interactions that we have with, with our students, with our teams, really kind of gave me that buzz and I was like actually this is this is something that I can see see me staying in for a while and actually I was right because I'm still here and
0: so what took you from Unite Students into the university side?
1: Um, I think again it's always that time for change really um I've been with Unite Students for seven years uh coming up for eight years had a wonderful time there but really always felt that actually it'd be really interesting to find out how the university world works Um, and I think through my time at UNITE i would worked with lots of different universities uh, through different sort of like nomination agreements and then also sort of through ASRA sort of like building lots of different connections with with lots of different colleagues across the country so it really really kind of you know interested me about actually how you know we've got very similar needs similar students but actually is it the same or is it different? Um, so I really wanted to explore that, and the opportunity came up um, at Brunel, thanks to Gwyn. Um, and I was like, let's let's give this a go. Fantastic. So for you, and I know your career's sort of grown,
0: and as you've grown, you've looked after sort of bigger teams, more diverse teams. What does leadership mean to you?
1: Oh, it's so hard, isn't it? Because I think the utmost you know thing for me is that actually being somebody that people want to work for and you know I think it's making sure that you lead through your values and you kind of stay true to that I think it's being really supportive of your team members and of any individual and allowing them to be the best that they can be and how you can kind of support them on their journey and I suppose it's giving that constant encouragement and being somebody that that really recognizes that and supports through that I guess.
0: No, that's lovely. And and you said that it's about leading through through your values. Mm-hmm. So so what are your values, would
1: you say? Um I think trust has to be a big one. And I think through that, that's about honesty and you know, having those those honest conversations and I think doing that in a in a friendly way. So, you know, really treating others how you want to be treated. I think we all come to work to to be the best that we can be. And I think when you're having those conversations it's really sort of like being your your authentic self and I think it was it was really interesting you know when I first started my career and I think when you're younger I think you spend such a long time looking up to you know other leaders other managers and think oh I really want to be like you and you try and kind of adapt your style to kind of be like that person and then of course you see somebody else and you're like oh I want to be like that person and then it's then it kind of suddenly dawns on you actually just be myself and It was only when, you know, the kind of penny dropped that actually through being myself, being friendly and, you know, being everything that makes me who I am actually allowed me then to be be a better leader rather than trying to push myself into a box that perhaps didn't naturally fit my style or my values or my beliefs. I really love the analogy
0: that you use there about being true to yourself and and being your authentic leader so i'm just wondering having worked in both the private property side and the university side what do you think we can learn from each other
1: i think the biggest thing that we could probably learn from each other is actually you know we are all here for the same reason you know ultimately we're here for our students and you know we want to make sure that we're providing the, the best possible experience that we can. I think it's quite interesting so in a private provider setting, um, when you're looking at the student experience it's kind of very much focused on what happens within accommodation. And actually I think sometimes there's not so much of a correlation about how that ties in with what's happening at university. So some of the support services or you know some of the, the events that might be happening at university. So that's always felt very separate. What I've noticed in working in the university, especially Brunel, where it is on campus and everything's all here, you know, you have lots going on. So you've got lots of things being run by Student Union. You've got lots of events that are being run by Student Services. So there's lots going on, but also seems to be kind of in silos of what we're doing within accommodation. So I think the end goal is the same. we want our students to have a fantastic experience. And I think it's about how we join them up um, so actually how, from a private provider point of view, yes, how can we join up perhaps with more with our university partners with events and creating that whole, whole university experience? And similarly, within a university, it's about actually how can you liaise with all those departments to create that, that one atmosphere? And I suppose it's about how we, how we work better together.
0: Yeah, and I think having been in this sector for a good few years, is that I think those relationships are closer, but I think there is still work that can be done because ultimately I think that the base level drivers are different because providers of student accommodation have shareholders and they need to deliver against really stringent financial targets. And we have those within the university sector, but there's a little bit more understanding and the student experience always gets first as it should do above that those profits but I think it's really interesting to have that dynamic really so so in the job that you're doing currently within the university what is the one thing that you've brought from your private background experience into the university?
1: Lots now like I, I, there's loads <laughs> i I think if you were to ask the team I think what I've tried to bring um, during my time at Brunel is actually that kind of collaboration of working. You know, we have got student living, which, you know, is is a massive team. But obviously, you know, we work within a larger commercial directorate of the university. And I think it's that actually we're not just one silo operation, but how we can work collectively together. And I think that's what I've really tried to encourage my team is let's reach out to some of our other colleagues to kind of, you know, help us enhance that you know experience for us, for our students, really drive that service and kind of build bridges, I guess. Not that there weren't bridges there, that sounds awful, but um I think it's about how we can work better together across different functions. Yeah. And also, you know, encourage that back because you'll have that across lots of different departments where they might work singly or in silos. And it's about actually opening that up to the wider student living sort of like directorate.
0: Yeah, so in amongst the transition, dealing with COVID, starting a new job, you decided that you would become chair of ASRA.
1: <laughs>
0: Are you Superwoman in disguise?
1: Um, I know I don't do things by halves. I, I love ASRA. and I think you know when I joined Unite, not not too many years ago. I don't. I don't want to give away my age. Uh, but when I joined UNITE, you know, I was, you know, lucky enough that I was given the opportunity to attend sort of like the regional meetings, you know, attend the conferences. And I really love what ASRA stood for. And, I, you know, I love the, the people that I met, meeting different colleagues from, you know, across the sector, all over the country. And it just really excited me. And I think I start, started getting involved quite quickly. So I started doing the, the, the regional role. And again, I love doing that. You know putting on different training events on oh, know male uk to one of those we had do you remember that up in in Westminster that was really good I do <laughs> um but you yeah, know I absolutely loved it and I think you know what asra stands for because it is a member-led association it's about actually giving our members what they want you know it's this is what members pay for so actually let's give them them stuff that they want rather than actually you know stuff that that probably isn't really relevant so really enjoyed that and then obviously the the chair roll came up and I kind of thought about it and again this is one of those things where oh I don't know if I'm ready you you do kind of doubt yourself and you're like oh I don't know if I can do it and and I just thought sod it I'm just gonna just put my name forward the worst that's going to happen is that nobody votes for me. And then, you know, I kind of, I, I walk out and put my head down in shame. Thankfully, that didn't happen. And yet, you know, the past year has been a bit of a whirlwind, really. Obviously, there was a, you know, a bit in the beginning where I kind of worked for Unite. Then I didn't work for Unite. And then I worked for the university. So it was kind of really making sure that that I did still work in the sector. But no, really, really enjoyed it. And, and actually, I know we were saying at the beginning about, you know, superwoman and doing all the work. To be honest, it's the committee members that, that do, you know, so much. And I think anyone that is involved in ASWA, generally, they are like just amazing humans because we all do it on the side to our day jobs. And you know, the team that I work with are fantastic. Like they're such, such an amazing group of people. And some of the things that they do, from you know, arranging their regional meetings, doing all the social media stuff, I think is just fantastic. And they do this aside when you know their they're normal day jobs. So. It's, it's not just me, it's the team as well, they're they're awesome.
0: Yeah, so because this is going to be your first conference as yes, chair.
1: it is, it is.
0: So what are you looking forward to most?
1: Oh gosh, I mean we're in Belfast and Belfast is renowned as to, to be a lot of fun, so to say that I wasn't looking forward to the social events would be a lie. <laughs> um, I think they're going to be really good and I think some of the things that we've planned in the evenings is, is really exciting and I think it's Certainly for me, having that opportunity to to meet other colleagues and, you know, just have a chat outside of your kind of formal work environment has always been the value add to me of Aswell. Because that's when the really juicy conversations start happening and, you know, you really get to know other colleagues. And that's actually where you form friendships, you form, you know, sort of like groups that kind of continue for years. Certainly, I look at colleagues across the sector it's probably because I've met them, you know, in a bar, in a few sort of like, Azure conferences ago, and they've still continued. I think certainly for, for the day, when you look at the agenda, we've really tried to look at all of our members' feedback. And again, it's, you know, pretty difficult, isn't it? Because I think you want to, we want to make it right for everybody. And of course, you know, we can't always get it right. But we've really tried to, to have a varied agenda that kind of suits everybody. So uh, for those eagle-eyed listeners out there, you'll probably see that, yes, we've got some of the regular training sessions. Obviously, we've got some training sessions that have been held by other members within different universities to kind of share this practice. We've also got some really um, different ones. I know, Mel, you're going to be doing a session. I won't spoil it. But again, we're we're really trying to look at actually sort of like the well-being side, that self-development and how through allowing ourselves that time and really focusing on our own development. Actually that's when we can be our best selves and actually drive that student experience and be the best versions ourselves at work. Mm -hmm. So um we've really tried to have a balance. You know, we've got some early morning yoga sessions which are booked in. So I hope to see some of you there at seven o'clock in the morning. I will be there. I've said it now so I've committed to it. So yeah so there's there's lots of different things. So I think it's really exciting. And I think there's something for everybody. Well,
0: I'm certainly looking forward to going, presenting, up am two sessions, but also being part of the social event. I don't know, I, you haven't shared with me what you've got on your sleeve. So I'm excited to know what, what those are. But that's brilliant. And um, it'll be great to see so many people. There's what, nearly 300 people attending. So it will be lovely after after COVID and the pandemic to see everyone together. So, through the work that you're doing at, at Brunel and, and obviously ASRA and you have a sort of more national, probably even global understanding of, of the sector, for you, what do you think the single biggest challenge is for the sector going forward?
1: There's two things, really. I think the first one being sort of like actual bed numbers. So do we have enough beds in the sector? And I think, you know, um, this year we, we've seen that a lot of universities are struggling to to kind of accommodate all of their students obviously you know you've got the private sector and actually what that looks like but then tied in with that it's the cost of living and actually the impact that that can have on our students through living in in the private private world and obviously everything that comes with that with with bills and stuff like that so I think certainly over the next couple of years it's going to be really interesting because I think students are coming here they want to come to university. And I think about, you know, I think now it's about actually how we as a sector kind of manage that. And is the answer, you know, building like loads of new buildings, well, that's not going to happen anytime soon. So I think it's about actually looking at alternatives and, and looking to share with each other what everyone is doing to kind of combat that. Because I think the numbers are, are going to still remain high, certainly for, for the foreseeable yeah, it's so interesting. The number of times
0: you could tell, I've, again, well, people know my age anyway. I'm always chatting about it on this podcast. But I think the number of times we have heard, oh, numbers could be going down. This could impact the introduction of tuition fees first off and all the different things that have happened. And yet numbers always remain robust. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible. And I'd love to know. I wish I had a uh, oh. What am I trying to say? You want a crystal ball, don't you? crystal ball. I do want a crystal ball to be able to predict if that that doom and gloom is ever gonna come. And I hope not because what a wonderful challenge to Mm. have actually, that you're looking at how you can accommodate students, the the over supply, rather than, oh, we've got beds that we need to fill. So yeah, interesting. Changing tax slightly when have you had to dive deep and what impact did that have on you?
1: I think in terms of sort of diving deep I suppose if I look at my my career I suppose that probably would have been when I actually I did change career um you know I worked in retail for 14 years so actually you know that was kind of my bread and butter that was what I was used to that's what I always did and you kind of you you're you're really used to that and I think when I changed um, direction, absolutely the right thing to do. And, you know, not looking back, I had to kind of learn everything from scratch again, which is actually quite scary. Um, and you kind of, you're having to throw yourself into it wholeheartedly and really get into the nitty gritty and, you know, learn my trade again, really. Mm. Although it's, you know, you're still managing people. That's, that's not the hard bit. I think it's just learning the industry and, you know, learning everything that goes with it, because it is so intricate, and you know, I remember first starting at Unite, the amount of acronyms for stuff, and I'm like, I have no idea what that means. Can you tell? And you know, you you, you know all of that stuff. That's the thing that kind of I think it takes your whole year within this sector to really kind of get it. Yeah. To really kind of be like, right, okay, you know, I know that now. So I think for me, that was probably it. it would have been very easy to be like, oh no, you know, not for me. I'm going to go back to my comfort zone, which was retail I remember you know the amount of recruiters were saying come and work in this retail store and I'm like no nope, don't want to do it I'm not going back to retail so I think you know having that kind of you know no I'm just going to trust that this is the right um, thing for me and it, and it
0: has been brilliant love that when have you felt like a fish that climbed a tree
1: oh all the time <laughs> Well, actually, I'm saying that now, fish that climb to tree. So um, I've just come back from all that. this completely irrelevant. And, you know, people are probably thinking, like, oh, what's she talking about? But um, I feel like it now because I'm all a bit wobbly since I've come off the cruise ship. So I'm feeling like I'm like, all a bit dis- discombobulated. <laughs> like I feel like I'm still in the sea. Um, but I don't think that counts. <laughs> probably sort of like with the, with the ASRA chair role, to be honest, because I think it was something completely new. Um, obviously, knowing ASRA really well. But, you know, that was me really... I had to push myself out there it wasn't you know somebody else saying to me "Oh, actually why don't you do this or you know my line manager saying to this like you know this is a great role why don't you do that it was almost like I took that leap of faith in myself and I had to push it and I think quite often you look for validation elsewhere don't you and be like you sure I should go for that should I do that you sure what you know I need that promotion whatever it might be so I think yeah fish that climbed a tree was definitely when I've kind of went for the for the astro chair i hope that answers your question i hope i understood it right
0: yeah i did and i love that you had to get in that you feel discombobulated i love that word because you've just come back off a cruise which <laughs> makes me even more more green with envy but what a shame no no that's that's a great example and i think what you say actually is true is that so often we look for external validation. And actually, as you said right at the beginning, being true to ourselves is is the best way that we can lead and manage the people around mm. us. That's brilliant. And I'm sure that people are going to want to reach out, find out more about you, find out more about Azra. How can they best do that?
1: So if you're coming to conference, which I hope all of you are, we've actually got a stand. So you'll be able to come and chat to myself or any of the regional reps. If you want to find out about ASRA, if it's your first conference, if you want any top tips about how to kind of get around and, and, and do everything, then please come and see us. You won't be able to miss us. We've got our ASRA stand. Um, we've also got the ASRA gist mail. You can always reach out to us. You can contact us via LinkedIn, Instagram. You can get through to us anyway. As I say, all of the team are really approachable and, you know, are always there to kind of help out. We've also got the new delegate meeting which is taking place on Sunday. So again, if it is your first conference, then please do come along to that I know it can be quite daunting, actually. I remember my first one, I was kind of like, oh my God, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what to pack. What clothes do you bring? But yeah, come along and see us. And We are a super friendly bunch. So, you know, we'll hopefully answer all of your questions.
0: And for you, people can get hold of you via LinkedIn. Is that the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, via LinkedIn. You can get get in contact with me with the Astro Chair One email address, which obviously I'll I'll share the link after this mail. And then when I start my new role, when I have my new email address, everyone can contact me there.
0: Yeah, because quick update. (laughs) Sarah will be moving. What date are you starting your new role, ending your role
1: at Brunel? I'll be leaving for now, sadly, um, on the 28th of uh, April, which is next Friday. And I'm starting my new role on 2nd of May with IQ students.
0: Fantastic. So best paid, Steve, is either via ASMA or via LinkedIn. And then as and when you are settled in IQ, people will be able to find you there as well. So it just leaves me to say a massive thank you for taking the time to chat to me. At what I know is an incredibly busy time pre pre-conference but also the best of luck with your new job I know that you're going to be completely and utterly fabulous what final words of wisdom would you like to leave people with today
1: final words of wisdom okay drink plenty of water and always wear sunscreen
0: thank you for listening to this week's episode of the dive deep climb high podcast with me Mel Luizu To help build our community of leadership listeners, please leave me an Apple Podcast five-star review. Remember, our fishy adventure doesn't have to end here. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Links are in the show notes. Dive deep, climb high, can do leadership in a world of can't.